Uh, welcome along to English and Maths Booth. You've got both of us today and um, we're both here to chat about um, my action research. So hi Holly, how are you? Hello, I'm wonderful. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm very nervous about speaking at all. We're recording this just before I do the presentation. So I'm excited to share what I've done um, and yeah, nervous and excited, I think. Oh, I'm sure you're going to be absolutely fantastic. So you've been up to some research and there's lots of different elements that we're, we're going to cover. Um, but did you want to give us a brief introduction about what you've, what you've been up to? Yeah, um, so I was teaching online last year. Obviously, it was a pandemic. Um, and I don't know if anyone realised. <laughs> um, and I sort of quite quickly recognised that my adult students were going to need that bit more flexibility than traditionally we would give them in FE I don't know what it's like at the college where you're at but for our adults we say you can come do maths and come do English and these are your class times and they're either during the day or there's sort of either a maths or an English on one evening a week but it's really limited it's like it's those boxes where you've got to come um and something that's always happened is even if I can get a wonderful group of adults to agree to come on a Tuesday night six till nine p.m with me every week there'll be something that's happened to someone because they're adults their kids will be poorly or someone's got a gymnastics competition and they need to be there or you know it's all those sorts of things so I just I wanted to try and give them a bit more flexibility so I did an asynchronous model of study fantastic yeah it's it's um it's life isn't it that gets in the way for adults you know, and, and we try and remember that a lot for our 16 to 19, but absolutely life gets in the, the way for adults and, it, and it's very real things. Um, so asynchronous, we've heard that bashed around a lot the last uh, last couple of years, like you say, absolutely, there's been a pandemic. Um, so maybe there's some people who've not actually heard the term though, asynchronous. Could you just explain that a little bit? Yeah, so asynchronous is completely in your own time, at your own pace, um, with your own choice, really. I think some people think they offer asynchronous when they say, um, I want you to do this on Tuesday at eight online and I'll pick your results up at nine. That That's not asynchronous because it's still synchronous because you're all doing it at the same time. Asynchronous is like, here's everything you need. Here's a choice of materials. Crack on and um, just let me know when it's done. Um, and I, I gave them a full week to give them that flexibility. Obviously, we've still got attendance tracking and things like that. So I'd create the lesson, give them a full week um, to do the work. And yeah, they just they just flew, absolutely flew with it. Um, I, I'll just add in that I did do a synchronous element as well because I'm all about positive relationships and keeping that going. So we would just have an optional weekly check-in that was synchronous as well. Some weeks that was tackling misconceptions that had come up during the week and they'd bring questions and be like, I couldn't do this one. And some weeks it would just be like a chat and they'd be like, I just need to pop in and just see another adult, really, because all I'm seeing is my kids and I'm homeschooling <laughs> and I'm I'm losing it. And so it was a mix of, it, it, it did end up a bit, it had quite a strong synchronous element to it, but the actual core of their work, they did in their own time, completely directed by themselves. Um, but I just, I just built the framework around it. I think there's something really um, valuable in that, Sammy, which is, you know, doing it in your own time and not, you know, setting time limits. Whilst in the, you know, in the world, we we know we're restricted a lot by timescales. 
um, you know, allowing learners to go off and do stuff and letting them practice. Essentially, you're letting them lead their own learning a little bit there, aren't you? Because you're not saying it has to be done by nine o'clock in this set hour. You know, we might review it in this hour eventually next week, but right now it doesn't have to be done instantly. Um, so I think that's fantastic. So is there a reason why you had to do it that way or did you choose to do it that way? I, I just chose, um, I was really fortunate the out, outreach community centre manager that I was put in to teach from the college, um, he was just like, yeah, do it. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you think works. And um, he's a real super guy and he was, he just, he couldn't believe it. So obviously because of the pandemic, they still had to come in and do their assessments on site. And obviously we had to do bubbles and rotations and all that sort of stuff to get the adults through. But he would be on the door to let them in for their assessments. And he was like, how are you finding your maths? And he said, not once did any of them have a moan about maths. And he said it was just so rare just to hear how much they were enjoying themselves. And that sounds really unbelievable. But, you know, I've, I've gone back and I've double checked the data and asked them again and they, they genuinely say that they had a really great time and obviously now we've got their results and some of them didn't get the grade four that they were after but they're still telling me that they had a really great time. That's wonderful though yeah any anything positive we try to cling on to in maths and English don't we? Like, <laughs> oh my god can you write that down can you record that can we put it as a quote on the wall? Uh, well no that's that's absolutely fantastic. Um, so Talking about feedback, how did your students um, take to it? You know, did you tell them that you were doing this research or did you keep it kind of, you know, non, I don't know, non-involved with them? Yeah, so it didn't originally start as a piece of research, but everything was recorded from the very beginning because I was also in the sort of ed tech role that people were often asking me, what does your lesson look like online? So I'd say to my group, I'm just going to record whatever we were recording and I'd say I'm just going to record it and so they got used to that from the first couple of weeks where we'd done the relationship building sort of stuff and the the teaching them how it was going to work and then as we went through the synchronous sessions I said look I'm just going to stick the record on just because someone's going to ask me how did you do this and I'd be like I'm just going to stick it on and then it sort of got to about November and someone at work went you probably need to start researching this I was like oh yeah <laughs> and so it sort of evolved from there so I, I got their consent and chatted through with the students and they were really keen they were like they obviously they didn't know that it was different those that had studied with us before did but the majority of them didn't know that this was different they just thought this is how we did it at our college um, and so they were quite surprised they felt quite special um but they were really pleased they were like what it isn't normally like this no 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 no. it needs to be like this this is what people need to know they need to know that we need we're grown-ups give us the freedom let us choose um is all they kept saying um and so they were really communicative throughout as well I think one of the biggest things that I, I talk about in the research and that um I talk about in the literature review as well is 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 building those relationships with the students and one of the things that I did was from the very beginning was create a chat space mm. for us all um, on college credentials. So all signed in and all those sorts of things. So all those policies, um, we were a Google college, so it was Google chat for us, but it could be a Teams chat, could be anything. Mm. Um, but that's where they did their 
care and attention of looking after each other. I'd come log in because I'm part-time and there'd been an issue on the Friday, somebody else would have answered it and then somebody else would have answered that and then they'd have all looked after each other and that that's the bit they loved. And even now they've finished, they've begged and pleaded for their logins to stay on for another couple of weeks until lockdown was fully, fully lifted and then they could all meet up and organise it with each other in the chat space after the results. And on results day as well, they were still chatting with each other and some of them were really disappointed, um, which is quite hard to justify when I was a teacher, <laughs> a teacher at Sesquit, but, but they were there for each other. And I think, I think that giving them that space that they could just put their frustrations as well and they would all recognise it. Um, you know, I came in one Friday and one student had had a terrible weekend with a daughter who was teething and then someone else had suggested like a different teething remedy. So it wasn't always maths related, it was just people related and they were just supporting each other in their studies. That's fantastic though, like that, but that doesn't happen overnight I mean sometimes it can but it doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't happen um out of nowhere you know you've built up a community but you've also built up that what we talk about all the time which is a safe learning environment for them to be able to um connect with one another and have a sense of belonging and they clearly felt valued within the classroom and also they clearly felt that they were valued amongst their peers and you know again life life happens and it's great when you can um have that outside the classroom chat because that's how we can build and, and learn about each other and especially with um some adult learners you know they're I, in my own experience from when I've taught adults when we go into the classroom with them they're, they're very much about their own kind of narrative and um you know they tend to if we have ESOL or um you know English second language if we have those kind of learners in there they'll naturally gravitate towards one another and talk about their experiences and um sometimes there will be more conversations that happen naturally as the weeks and weeks go on but it can be really difficult to initiate those types of conversations and you know to have those talking about you know what kind of teething products that they've uh, they're going to use I think that's fantastic I think it's great yeah and just to add in as well that a couple of my adults are ESOL learners as well so they'll be on level one ESOL and GCSE maths so their English isn't brilliant but the chat I think the flexibility and the fluidity of the chat and it being an mm. app on their phone just means that they're able to get stuck in and they're not I've seen it there can be a little barrier when you're face to face with someone and English isn't their first language and they mm. automatically think am I going to come across and make much sense here when they're you know first learning the language so I think the chat space just really helps them open up and again an encouraging learning space isn't it you know um and a great way to practice because lots of um, second language learners, you know, we're, we always encourage them to read more. So being able to read messages, whether it's in that kind of shortened text format or not, means that they're learning about the language in various ways. So that's that's fantastic. Um, so you were just to go back, you were talking about um, what some of your students were saying. And um, you shared some of those things with me beforehand, didn't you? You know, there were lots of yeah. comments. <laughs> there were. And, you know, you were, you were supported um, even without a teacher and you had ideas to bounce around. Because of the pandemic, I, I felt safer. How did you feel reading those? Yeah, it was really lovely. I was trying to take the person, because I was doing the research, I was trying to take the personal bit out and I was like, stop talking about me. <laughs> and then you do that thing as a teacher and you're like, oh, 
someone said something really nice about me. I best just bury that and not actually take any notice of that and focus on the other bits. But um, yeah, I reread them today when I shared them with you and I thought, oh, they are lovely. Now, I, now I've used them for their purpose. I can look at them and be like, oh, you know, no, they are lovely. But they said that they felt safer. And I think I think that speaks everything, that they felt, they felt safe as in COVID safe because they were online. They felt safe as in when we did come into the building, they were they were safe in the building, but also they felt safe learning and exploring the learning with each other. I take that to mean that they felt safe, that they didn't feel stupid, which is often what I get on student feedback forms is, I think I'm stupid at maths or I can't do maths and all that sort of stuff. So I think, I think they really felt, um, they really did feel safe. I think that sums it up beautifully, actually. Yeah, and, and that's, that's just wonderful, you know, um, especially after such a challenging year and within what we see is a very challenging um, topic. You know, it's, it, maths is is universal, but it's still a challenge to, to overcome certain areas of maths and different, um, you know, levels of maths. So some fantastic work that you've done. What are you going to do with it now? What are your plans? Well, I've been asked to go to another college in the group um and do it again um but this time we're gonna do it with 16 to 19 year olds oh what do you think the different what do you think you'll find any differences um i think i think college are already panicking <laughs> 16 to 19 year olds might not engage but i'm hoping um perhaps we'll do an episode later on to find out how it's all going but i'm hoping that by putting the effort in and creating these supportive spaces at the beginning and building that community at the beginning I'll get that trust. Um, I don't need their respect. I need their trust that this will work. Um, and I want them to trust me that I know what I'm doing and that if they do the work that I've set them and they have a choice. You know, I don't I don't set the same thing for every student. Well, I do, but then I say, if this isn't right for you, here's another version. And if this isn't right for you, here's another version. Um, and then if you're really stuck, send me a message and we'll sort it out. But the, every every learning episode has that level of choice. So I'm old school. I plan in 15-minute episodes in my head still. Um, I don't think I'll ever stop. Um, I remember one year someone said it was quite revolutionary and I'm like, oh, I'm that old now that it's gone out of fashion and it's coming back in. Well, now we're planning fives, you know, the five-minute lesson plans are things. The five-minute lesson plans. Now, now we're planning like whatever mathematics that is now we're planning like naught point naught three seconds <laughs> so you know but no I think I think that's a great way to look at it and I, and I think you know um everybody wants to be trusted and and I think that some of us have felt more trusted moving online because there's been that um not a barrier but it's behind the screen isn't it you know everyone's got different circumstances going on so there has to there have there let me get my words out there has had to be a level of trust um you know we can't go around banging on people's front doors and ringing them at all hours to say you know you're going to hand in this spreadsheet um but also the same with learners they have to put their trust in us after a, a couple of of rough terms really you know if, whether they're going to be continuing on in fe or whether they're coming from secondary and, you know, they haven't sat an exam for two years. So there has to be some real trust in, in what we're doing. And I think that um, what you've done sounds fantastic. And to be able to replicate that, and hopefully you'll be able to have some, you maybe even have a third project to have a look at, you know, the comparison of both of them. <laughs> making more work for yourself here, Sammy. 
I know, I know, I know. I'm excited to meet my 16 to 19s and, and get it set up and started with them. Um, yeah, it, it's the trust thing for me. I think when it is online, um, and one of my favourite books is The Manifesto of um, online of Teaching Online by um, Sean Baines and the people at the University of Edinburgh Digital Department. And what they say is there is a natural distrust when you use an online platform because you can naturally track who logged in when and how long for. And so that trust is already broken. So you have to work so much harder from the very beginning to earn that trust and then to get to a level of trust that you want your students to get to you have to work 10 times harder than that as well and um, so that's the bit i'm excited about is getting them to trust me at the beginning of the term that's that that's that's given me something to think about after having a session today on unconscious bias you know there's some kind of link there isn't there about that um you know not we're, we're checking in whether they've logged in we're checking when they've logged in how they've logged in for and yeah Gosh, there's, there's so much we could talk all day, I'm sure. But it all sounds wonderful. So thank you so much, Sammy, for, for sharing that. And um, I'm sure we'll be catching up soon about um, the conference, but also how the next stage of it's gone. Thanks, Holly. Thanks, Sammy.